Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host, and this is episode 197. This week, Olive Drinks writer Hannah is chatting to web editor Alex about how to get creative with cocktails during lockdown, including some great three ingredient recipes, as well as lots of tips and tricks for using up those dusty old bottles you might have stashed at the back of the cupboard. Hi there, I'm Alex, the digital editor of Olive, and I am virtually chatting through the laptop with some whizzy new uh, podcast uh, recording equipment that we that we're doing um, with Hannah Guinness. So she is our drinks writer, at Olive. So she creates lots of wonderful cocktail recipes that we love testing in the kitchen. Um, at the moment, though, all of us are at home on lockdown, and we're going to discuss some really easy cocktail recipes that Hannah has created and also some really nifty tricks to use up your drinks cupboard uh, staples. So some things that you might have had in the back of the cupboard for a year or so, here's the chance to use them, aren't they, Hannah? So um, for some of us, cocktails can be a bit, um, you can think of bartenders and mixology and it can be quite complicated but we've got a list of three ingredient cocktails on the website that are really easy to make and uh do you have any favorites of those because you created a lot of those (laughs) um well in terms of my favorites um I mean there are so many great three ingredient cocktails you can make um probably my favorite um I mean I think a classic is the Negroni obviously um which is vermouth Campari and gin um other ones which are great are ones like the daiquiri, um, which is just like rum, sugar syrup, and lime juice. Um, Caprina, which is, I'm going to mispronounce it, Cacha. Do you know how to say it? Cachaça. Cachaça, the Brazilian. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and then other ones like the wet Russian, which is a sort of kind of retro favourite. That's like um, usually a coffee liqueur like Tia Maria. And then milk or double cream and vodka, um, which is kind of one of my favourite. Quite a good mm, bungee cocktail. Sounds like a dessert. <laughs> and a really great one that you recommended to me recently when I was in need uh, was a sidecar, as it uses only three ingredients. And they're a little more niche, aren't they? But usually you actually probably have those in the back of your store cupboard, drinks cupboard somewhere. So can you elaborate on that? Um, well, a sidecar is actually a really classic cocktail. Um, it's been around for a long time. Um, and it's just um, cognac, um, lemon juice and Cointreau, which is like an orange flavoured liqueur. Um, and basically, it's like, a, it's like a sour, essentially. Sours usually need a spirit, some kind of acid and sugar. Um, and they're usually the, they're the simplest cocktails to make. Um, and you can find them, you can find them kind of many cocktails are basically sours. So things like margaritas, daiquiris are sours. Um, yeah, they're just 
it's just a great drink really really nice and kind of zingy and citrusy I think we need to go back to our favorite three ingredient cocktail which is uh, the Negroni, uh, so vermouth, Campari and gin. Obviously, you've got your ice and your twist of orange, so technically five ingredients. Uh, But which is your favourite gin to make a Negroni with? Um, I think for a Negroni, I mean, it's it's quite a flexible cocktail, but I think um, because Negronis are quite citrusy, I think it's quite quite good to use a citrusy gin or quite a savoury herbaceous gin. So... And I know, Alex, I think you like the same gin as well, but East London Liquor Company um, do a gin, I think it's called Batch Number no. 2. Um, and that's got loads of, like, kind of herbaceous, savoury botanicals. And I think it's it's meant to be mixed with something like a Negroni. Um, so I think that's a good Yeah, choice. they made it for a Negroni. Hmm. It was specifically made for it, which is really interesting. Um, and then what if we don't have any gin left in our cupboards, which is um, very sad for some people, but you can still make some brilliant Negroni uh, variations, can't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, the great thing about Negroni is um, it's only three ingredients, as we've just said, but also it's the proportions are the same. So it's just um, one, one, one ratio. So it's quite easy to sub um, things out and things like Campari and vermouth um, match with other spirits quite well so if you've got rum like dark rum that will make a rum negroni um i think it's called a kingston negroni um, and that's really nice that's a little bit softer in taste if you find regular negronis quite sort of bitter and quite kind of herbaceous um if you've got something like mezcal um you can make a really nice smoky negroni um and then there's other things as well if you don't have vermouth um you could try other fortified wines like um port for example tawny port you could use that to make a negroni um or if you don't have campari um any kind of sort of bitter uh, italian or even french aperitif so things like china which is like um kind of an artichoke based drink which sounds weird but actually it's really delicious it's really earthy that's great mm. in negroni um alex i know you sing the praises of pampel which is like a grapefruit-based yes. aperitif. And that, I think, makes a great Negroni and also a great spritz as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I just, um, the, I've got a massive bottle of Campari um, at at home that I got for my 30th. And um, yeah, they're really great to make. Uh, if, you, if you're buying Campari to make a Negroni and then you want to make something else, I've been making loads of spritzes at the moment because... It's a, it's a bit lighter way to start your Saturday because people are starting drinking earlier, not that we're promoting drinking or anything. Um, and it's a bit better than going heavy on the Negronis. I've uh, been really getting into drinks like spritzes like Italicus, which is a really, really fab. Um, it's, a, it's a bergamot citrusy aperitif that you can get. It's from Italy. And if you combine it with Prosecco and a couple of olives and a little of the brine, it's a really citrusy, but you've got that saline salty hit at the end, which is really delicious. Um, and what I love about the spritzes is they're a real way of like whisking you away to Italy for some like virtual escapism. Um, and I've been trying to make uh, Padella's Cacio e Pepe and we've got a brilliant spaghetti vognoli on the website as well. So it's a really nice, light and refreshing way to whisk you away. Um, and then also, like you said, Pampel, that makes an amazing spritz because it's really bittersweet and it's made from ruby red grapefruit and it's used as an Campari alternative a lot because it's got a similar colour, hasn't it? So I know 
a couple of places in London, they only like to serve drinks and or any ingredients that aren't like mass produced. So they use Pompel instead of Campari. That's at Mercato Metropolitano. Um, and yeah, so you just do two parts Pompel, three parts Prosecco. And then if you want to, you put soda water in, but you don't have to put soda water into a spritz, do you? No, and to be honest, I think a classic, um, a classic basic spritz ratio, they only really ever say like, like a dash of soda water or sparkling water rather. Um, it's not really meant, it's meant to just to kind of like lengthen the drink and just slightly lower the alcohol content. But um, I think if you add, and also usually add ice, so that melts. So you don't really want to add too much sparkling water because it will dilute the drink and it tastes quite watery. So let's talk about some store cupboard use-ups. Uh, maybe if I fire over a few ingredients and you can tell me what to do with these. We'll see if I can uh, come up with some ideas. <laughs> So sherry and port, they're often demoted to Christmas, uh, like after the back of the store cupboard after Christmas, aren't they? But these can be used all year round. Um, what would you suggest to use uh, those with apart from a, a vermouth alternative and a Negroni? Um, so, yeah, the great thing about things like sherry and port is um, they last for a long time once you've opened them. They're usually like, I mean, it's, you know, usually a normal bottle of wine um probably last once you've opened it like max a few days but something like sherry and port um depending on what it is will last for a good few weeks and still taste great um something like port um you could try using port in like a manhattan because a manhattan uses whiskey um sweet vermouth whiskey and sweet vermouth and bitters um so if you just yeah swap out port um also we've got a recipe for a, a pedro jimenez manhattan which uses um, PX sherry, which is the kind of sherry which is really thick and tastes like liquid raisins, um, and a dash of dry sherry, a dry vermouth as well, and that makes a really nice kind of delicious raisiny, quite punchy drink. Um, and then things like sherry, so dry sherry is like fina sherry or manzanilla sherry. Um, if you don't have dry vermouth and you want to make something like a martini, um, use use fina sherry. It's delicious. Makes a nice sort of quite a salty slightly briny martini which is really nice garnish with an olive very tasty um yeah and what does if you haven't got olives what could you use to garnish like a martini um i've used everything from like yeah from olives to cornichons to to be honest any kind of pickle um and if you want to make a dirty martini I think you can play quite fast and loose with it. Um, usually with a dirty martini, you have gin um, or vodka and vermouth and a bit of like olive brine just to give it a sort of really nice salty, savoury character. I would use, I, I've used everything from like the brine from like cornichons to even like if you've got like a big jar of preserved lemons, um, they come in like a slightly, in a salty um, kind of aromatically, aromatically slightly lemony um, brine and that's really nice to add to martini. Hmm. Well, sticking with the lemon theme, this is actually, that's actually a coincidence, not planned. Um, how about limoncello? Because I know we had uh, somebody asking about limoncello and that, you know, a lot of people think that is just like sickly sweet and you just kind of use it to like down or sip on very, very, very cold. So what would you do with limoncello if you had a bottle or a little drop left? Uh, if I had some limoncello, which I actually do at home. And it's something I did myself a few weeks ago. Um, I would add it, um, pour a slug in the glass, 
add some ice and then add some tonic water. Um, and I think that's quite a nice balance because obviously limoncello is super sweet. And if you're not keen on that, the tonic water kind of just balances that out. Um, we've actually got a um, another thing you could try and we've got a recipe for it, which will be coming out in the May issue, is a uh, limoncello spritz um, with thyme added. Um, so you have to keep an eye for that when that, when that comes out. Yeah, going back to the spritzers, I've actually got one here. Can you hear? <laughs> Naughty, 4.30 on a Friday. Um, and then, so going to something that's more of a store cupboard uh, idea rather than your drinks cupboard, because a lot of people are using store cupboard, ingre- store cupboard ingredients at the moment, and they might be told to use stem ginger in a recipe. Do you have any suggestions for ginger syrup, stem ginger syrup? Well, I think um, a lot of cocktail recipes will ask for you to use like a sugar syrup, which is just, um, it's just a mix of like, it's just sugar dissolved in hot water and cooled down. And it makes this kind of um, sugary liquid that's just easier to mix in a drink as opposed to just putting some sugar, like some granulated sugar in there. Um, But so I think the syrup from from a jar of stem ginger would be a great match for kind of darker spirits, so things like rum or whiskey, um, I bet it would make a really delicious old-fashioned if you want to try that. So that's just bourbon, um, sugar syrup, and a dash of Angostura bitters. Um, or actually even a rum old-fashioned, just do the same thing, but just swap it in for rum. So would you literally swap the sugar, where it says sugar syrup in the recipe out for the ginger syrup straight from the jar, or do you have to do anything? Um, we'll just make sure there are no like bits of ginger in it, but... Um, yeah, I think that I would just, and depending on how thick the syrup is, um, you might want to experiment um, because usually sugar syrup, so if it's like super, super thick, you might want to try like, if the recipe normally calls for like two teaspoons of sugar syrup, you might want to try one, mix it, taste it, and then see how it goes. Stick around for more cocktail tips and tricks from Hannah and Alex. And then what about uh, fresh produce because that can often be wasted as well a lot of people are signing up to veg boxes at the moment which is a great way to support uh, farmers and local businesses so if you've got some fruit from your veg box anything in season now that you can use up um I mean the great thing is is anything you've got left over particularly anything that looks a bit you know maybe not maybe slightly past its best um and you need to use up um if you turn it into a syrup um, you can use it as a base for loads of different cocktails. Um, so say something like rhubarb, for example. Um, obviously, we know to use rhubarb in things like um, cobblers and crumbles, um, but it's also a really delicious cocktail ingredient. Um, so you could either cook it down with some water and a little bit of sugar and, make, and then strain it out and make a syrup and use it as a base. And you could shake it with something like gin um, and lemon juice and maybe an egg white if you can bear to spare an egg. Um, and you just shake it in a cocktail shaker really vigorously and then you'll pour it out and make a sour or if you want to make um so syrups are one thing um but it's also a great time to get creative with them infusing infusing and making your own liqueurs so i've made um rhubarb vodka before and it's super easy so you just chop up the, the rhubarb add a bit of sugar to something like usually a clear spirit is good to start with like gin or vodka and just leave it for a few weeks um, and you can do that with you know, lots of different, lots of different fruits, maybe even some veg and even things like um, spices in the store cupboard. If you wanted to experiment, um, you can make things like vanilla vodka, 
chili vodka, although I recommend not to leave chili in too long because otherwise it will be like overwhelmingly spicy. Um, but yeah, it's quite, so it's, it's quite a fun thing you can kind of play around with. And just going back to the, um, the sour that you suggested using, if you said you can, if you can spare an egg, uh, you can use, uh, the chickpea water instead of an egg, can't you? If you use it, I know, um, there's a, you can use it in a pisco sour, for example, can't you, instead of an egg, egg white. So it's a good, a vegan alternative too. And you can also make it without, I mean, the thing with an egg white is that you, you use it or, or aquafaba, you use it to give that sort of creamy top layer, but you can also make a sour without it. Um, it just won't have that kind of creamy layer at the top. It'll still taste delicious. Lots of you will have seen, if you follow us on social media, we put out a question for all of you to get involved in this podcast because we wanted to know what you've got in the back of your stalker birds. And it was really interesting because there were some quite niche ingredients but a lot of you, <laughs> a lot of you put uh, quite similar things. So we, we've collated a couple of them so that Hannah's uh, prepared some answers very recently. So she's not had much time to prepare these. So, but uh, there's some brilliant solutions. Uh, so the first one was PIMS. So that is seen as like, a very summery, obviously, drink associated with Wimbledon. If we're not able to go to Wimbledon this year, and we are, you know, virtually enjoying the sunshine and we might not be using all of our PIMS to make the classic PIMS. What else should we use it for? Um, well, I think if you want just like a really nice, light, summery drink and you don't really fancy making like a full jump of PIMS, you don't, um, you're not in the mood for it. Um, I'd go really simple and just add it with a bit of tonic water and ice, um, maybe with a dash of lemonade, just to kind of give it a slice add a bit of sweetness or um I think it'd be quite fun if you tried it with uh, sparkling wine and a spritz um I think it has that kind of slightly bittersweet flavor that would work well with that um or then this is a rogue suggestion and I would love for someone to make this and tell me how it was but I think it might be <laughs> worth trying in a Negroni potentially um you might want to experiment you could use like a um maybe 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 uh, a lighter a lighter uh, aperitif or maybe like a rosé rosé vermouth or something but I think that could be quite nice we've actually recently Hannah created um the olive take on an Aperol spritz on the olivemagazine.com so go over there for the classic version but you've also created some twists haven't you Hannah what do you think is the best thing to do apart from a spritz with Aperol um so I I think if you are less of a spritz drinker, more of a beer drinker, um, Aperol has a kind of like citrusy character that I think um, goes really well with a sort of citrusy IPA or even a sort of like a Belgian style wheat beer. Um, So I would just try mixing those together, um, maybe with a bit of orange um, and seeing how you like that. Or we've also got a recipe for an Aperol Mimosa, on the website um so that's a twist on a classic bucks fizz um using a bit of aperol a bit of orange juice and champagne um so that's quite a nice um kind of brunchy weekend option mm. I, I, we, we are promoting drinking at every point of the day aren't we but I know. This, it's, it's a pot it's within context we cover every hour of the day it doesn't matter we've got a drink to see you <laughs> We also have just had a pop-up on our screens of our virtual office drinks, which is very apt. 
and very timely. Um, but before we go and join uh, the rest of our team, we've got one final ingredient that lots of people ask for, which I was quite surprised about, but please, because I also asked Hannah what to do with this, uh, which is Quantro. And if you remember earlier on the podcast, we talked about the sidecar, but are there any other cocktails that people can make with Quantro? Um, yes, definitely. Um, so... Yeah, so for those who don't know, Cointreau is like a really orangey liqueur and it pops up on quite a few cocktail recipes, uh, as well as something like a sidecar. Um, you can also make, which is probably after the Negroni, my second favourite uh, cocktail is a margarita. Um, so just take mm. tequila or mez- mezcal, if you have it, that will also work, um, and shake it with lime juice and Cointreau and you make a really nice sort of super like punchy uh, zesty drink and if you want to be fancy um you can put a bit of salt on the rim as well um and also um this has fallen out of favor slightly but i love it is a uh, cosmopolitan um so that's lime Ooh, juice yeah. quantro vodka and cranberry juice um i think it's delicious um sadly you don't see them as much in the world i've seen them pop up in a couple of bars but we do have a recipe for that on the website as well as a twist on that which uses tequila and hibiscus tea um which is equally nice to drink mm. I think maybe it's because uh people thought because obviously the sex in the city kind of almost stole it didn't they uh in terms of uh, everyone just associated it with Carrie Bradshaw is it and um and also it's kind of like that pinky kind of color and they kind of fell off trend as you say but it's actually more grown up than it looks isn't it yeah, I think it's like, I think it's just because it's so, it's just like, it's not a subtle cocktail, it's like bright pink. So I think mm. it's very, um, <laughs> and I think it just was everywhere at some point. So I think these things are always cyclical, It's um, but it's a great drink and you should definitely try and make it at home. Okay, so I think we've covered a lot there. If you have any other, we've had, as I say, we've had some really interesting niche uh, suggestions of uh, things to do, uh, things to put cocktail put in cocktails and we're actually going to get back to each individually on those ones but if you have any more then please let us know because we do reply um as quickly as we can to every every uh, question on social media particularly on our instagram stories we have uh, we have a lot of shout outs on there so do keep up to date with that finally before we go how about ways to make that gin tonic extra special because some people might at the moment just have like gin and tonic and be a bit fed up of just the standard one there's nothing wrong with it but they might want to spruce it up a little bit do you have any ideas firstly for garnishes and then maybe some gins from around the world to evoke holidays yes well I think um yeah garnishes are the are the best way to kind of kind of zhuzh up your gin and, and give it a bit of a twist. Um, there are loads of things you can use. Um, any kind of citrus, so things like grapefruit, orange, lemon, are great for kind of um, citrusy gins, obviously, and also like juniper forward gins, like London dry gins. Um, and then I would use anything like a spice gin. Um, you can use things like sticks of cinnamon, uh, crushed cardamom seeds, um, even star anise. Just be careful with how much you use because obviously they're quite powerful flavours. And then with a herbaceous gin or a kind of savoury gin, I think kind of fresh woody herbs are really, really delicious. So bay leaves, um, sprigs of rosemary or thyme, or even like something like a sage leaf, I think would be really good. 
And I think in terms of international gins, um, so we've got a little roundup on the website of ones you can try. Um, Favourites that come to mind, and I know this is also another Alex Crossley favourite, is Gin Mare, which is a Spanish gin, which is really lovely and savoury. And I feel like that's like, whenever I drink it, I get like maximum um, holiday in Spain vibes. Um, And another one which we've both tried, and you tried when you went to Argentina recently, was um, the Apostolis Gin. You probably mm-hmm. you can probably say the name properly because you've got a better Spanish accent than I do. Well, yeah, that's right. Apostolis, apostles, gin. Yeah, and it's got like a really um, uh, sort of menthol kind of note to it, which sounds uh, a bit like it'd be weird, but actually, it's really super delicious. Um, and another great one is um, an Italian gin called Century um, Century Eight, but the word eight eight is spelled in Roman numerals. And that is, um, it's got loads of really, really um, almost like vegetal, savoury botanicals in it. And that has been designed specifically for Negroni. Um, just to mention that drink one last time. <laughs> <laughs> one last time before we Just got a rabbit in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually was in Argentina at the beginning when the, the COVID-19 situation got worse and my friend and I drank a lot of that Apostolis gin and they actually drink it out there with an Argentinian tonic which I actually can't find in the UK so let's try and hunt that hunt that down if anybody knows where to buy it let us know but they serve it a bit like you would do with the gin mare here they do serve it with torched rosemary and a slice of grapefruit or orange which is a really nice garnish for the Jim Mare, isn't it? We we often drink that. I drank half a bottle of it by accident on Saturday with my partner. So. <laughs> yeah, um, great. So thank you so much. Like I personally have learned a lot from that uh, short snippet, but I know you've you've written countless articles on the website, haven't you? About cocktails we've got three ingredient cocktails we've got the best international gin so if you want to evoke a holiday if you want we've got kinobi gin from japan which is distilled uh, in kyoto but by uh, a guy from england which is really interesting but he really really knows what he's doing um and then we've got like scottish gins best british gins everything gin that you can think of and then Hannah's also working on a really bumper guide to the perfect gin and tonic as well with different garnishes so you can read that in more detail all over on olivemagazine.com so thanks so much for listening and thanks Hannah for your tips and we'll go and drink our spritzes with the olive team now I think on our virtual drinks (laughs) bye bye so that was this week's podcast if you want to explore more of our back catalogue of almost 200 episodes you'll find us on all the main podcast platforms and on our website olivemagazine.com where you'll also find tons of useful recipes and great cooking advice and if you're finding it difficult to get your monthly mag why not become a temporary subscriber you'll get the next three copies of olive magazine delivered to your door for a single payment of 12 pounds 50 saving 15% off the usual shop price it's free delivery and no obligation to continue after the three months to take advantage go to buysubscriptions.com forward slash allpod3 that's o-l-p-o-d-3 stay safe and we'll see you next week when we'll have a brand new episode to listen to